0: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to a special late night. ARG presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, amigo Aaron, joined by a man that I'm midway between strangling and being bankrupt. Over, I give you the Brent. What did I do? You, you listen. You're 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 making me hemorrhage money because of all the aspirin I've got to buy so I can work, get those headaches out of my head after doing these shows with you.
1: Aaron, brutal. do we need do we need to talk about the fall of Amigo, Aaron?
0: The fall. I think it's time. Listen, it's never gonna happen. I'm riding high. <laughs> I'll never because my, the key. I, there's one thing about me that's different from Midway. I don't overspend. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yes, in case you're wondering, this week we spun the wheel. We made the deal, and one of my suggestions popped up. I'm so happy when we decided to go bam with the games that killed. They killed Midway, Brent. That great grand company midway it was a long career that, that but they got probably got put in the ground do you have any pleasant thoughts of midway the uh,
1: impact they had over the years oh gosh mortal kombat 2 is one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. of all time i have so many personal memories linked to mortal kombat 2 uh uh through my teenage years that I I made a whole show about it, and you can watch that on the channel. But yeah, Midway was—I mean, it's tough for me to separate Midway and Midway Valley. Yeah, but—and you don't have uh, to. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it happened. Yeah, but they weren't
0: always that. Well, if you uh, if you'll indulge me, I'll give you a little bit of back history to so you can put your fears and alleviate all that sort of thing. Oh, uh, all right. So educate I d- me. I did a little Master research Aaron. here. De- well this one this one's one of those ones that requires a deep dive, uh, the brand. Uh, Midway Manufacturer, get this. Founded in nineteen fifty eight uh, as a guess what, amusement company. they made uh, stuff like uh, you know, solid state games, you know, the old Old, old, incredibly old stuff that you would see in the arcades, landing the helicopters, and that sort of thing.
1: Absolutely. Now,
0: it's funny, you mentioned having them confused with Bally, because guess what, they were purchased. Not confused. Well, they were purchased by Bally in 69. So Yeah, so that's why you shouldn't feel too bad, because pretty much all their video game stuff, the Bally Midway name, was was totally valid on. Uh, And then... Uh, in 73, Midway moved into the interactive entertainment industry, and that's when they started doing more of the video game stuff. Their first big hit was when they were the distributor for the U.S., or they were the U.S. distributor for uh, Space Invaders in 78. You can imagine what kind of wad that brought down. Uh, Instant if, free money. That's right. Eventually, Bally, because, well, basically, Bally's known for what? Pinball, right? That's their yes. bag. Uh, Eventually, the Bally merged its pinball division into Midway. So that's what Midway's arcade division took over. Basically, was in charge of Bally's pinball in 82. And then in 88, uh, Midway was purchased again, and they were reincorporated into Williams, WMS Industries, another big uh, pinball manufacturer, also did some video games, including stuff like Robotron and Joust. uh, They had a lot of big titles there. Uh, and so uh, that was pretty much what it, it how it stayed until 98 when Williams uh, spun off its remaining shares of Midway. And so Midway was back on its own again. and at that time, in 98, Midway was the fourth largest selling video game publisher uh, of that of that time frame around the, around the 2000 era, right. So this all sounds pretty good because I mean you can go back and look at the long the lineage of Midway, Games including stuff like uh, uh, you had your uh, NBA Jams, you had uh, Rampage. Those were two of the huge games they released. Absolutely. Uh, They they also uh, owned Atari there for a while, and they were that was part of the deal. So they had a lot of games at their disposal. So what what happened? Well, eventually Midway decided, okay, we're going to go headlong into the home market. All right, and. In 2001, Midway dumped its entire arcade division. It was gone. Okay. Bad move. Well, I mean, it look at the. I time mean, I ahead. understand right. why. Yeah. So, so in 2000, they really started gearing themselves up for the home market. Okay. Now, think about video games in around the 2000, 2001, 2002. Uh, they had to do a basically they instead of doing conversions, which they'd done a lot of. Uh, they were taking their special properties and turned them into bigger, more grandiose home games because there was no arcade games. So you'll recall uh, the, uh, for example, when Mortal Kombat started coming out with all this crazy bonus features—they'd have chess and a cart game and all that stuff. This was their attempt to give you a little value add uh, in the in when you were when you were getting those games at home all right so it became a little more expensive to make those games but williams knew that it was going to have to get into the serious stuff and the serious stuff was going to cost cost them money all right and by williams you mean midway i mean excuse me yeah midway so <clears throat> what they started doing is they started investing so just to put just to kind of give you an idea of the money here we're talking about uh, again keep in mind the last year they turned a profit was 1999 okay uh, in in 2005, they lost 108 million dollars. In 2006, they lost 72 million, and in 2007, they lost 78 million dollars. All right, there was a big time investor that was sort of putting up the money to keep them going through all these losses because they had loans coming out the yin yang. They were they were they needed some hits. Uh, one of the things that they put a lot of money in is the ga- one of the games we're going to talk about today, but there were actually a couple other ones that were huge losers. Uh, in 2006, they canceled a GTA-style game called Fear and Respect. I remember reading about this. Uh, this was going to have Snoop Dogg in it, you know? Yep. It, be, yep. Be, well, it, it, it didn't happen. That got canceled, and it had been in production for two years. The big kick in the pantaloons, though... Uh, was in uh, after a couple years of secret work in 2008, uh, they announced uh, Midway announced this is Vegas. I don't know if you ever heard of this. It's sort of a boondoggle of all boondoggles. Uh, and in 2010, after their bankruptcy proceedings had went down in 2009, so keep in mind they'd already filed for bankruptcy. They canceled this Is Vegas in 2010 after yeah. they'd spent between 40 and 50 million dollars on the game. Uh, yep it was so far along that the title was on their schedule, but they were they needed another eight months to finish and eight months and the it was gonna cost them around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month to put that thing to bed and they didn't have it. I mentioned that they went bankrupt in 2009. it was a real weird situation. it's real confusing. there's a lot of uh there's a lot of legalese here, but the from what I have been able to ascertain the money mark for them, the guy that had been fronting all the money, he sold all of his stock uh, to a guy for practically nothing, okay? But, the gimmick was, the guy also bought all their debt, which was, they were they were already in debt to $70 million at that point, and then they declared bankruptcy. So, this sounds kind of fishy to me. And, and in fact, it wasn't the only one that it sounded fishy to, because it got taken to court. Uh, but, a U.S. district court in Chicago dismissed a lawsuit that they misled the shareholders, which, that stuns me, uh, because if I was a shareholder, I'd be violently angry about this. Yeah. Uh, in 2010, banks, bankruptcy court dismissed claims uh, against uh, the, their big b- money backer in terms of his sale to that guy for that cheap price and taking all the debt. They said that was okay, too, and they officially were liquidated and taken off the pub registry in 2009-2010. And most of the stuff got sold to uh, Warner uh, Communications, Warner Brothers. Yeah, and WB. The, the entirety of their... Think about the entirety of Midway's arcade history and all the stuff they owned. It only, they only ended up getting $33 million. That's what Warner paid to get all that stuff. And then, uh, really... One of the knocks against them is they haven't really done much
1: with that stuff. That's exactly right. Ever since. There are so many good properties just rotten on the vine. Yeah. And if, I mean, they do re-releases every once in a while, but that ain't the same, brother. You've got money on the table. I mean, yes, they eventually went back and started the Mortal Kombat series back up. Yeah. Uh, just to great success. But they had so many uh, uh, good Old arcade games. Even if you just look at the old arcade games that they put out, you've got so much there that you could rework into modern, into a modern setting and do something with. And they've it's just gone. All yep. that stuff's just gone.
0: And I want to recommend if you want a really interesting and amusing look at their decline. I watched a series called uh, uh, Matt. I think his name is Matt McMussels and he has this a series called What Happened. And yes, there's, there's one yeah. called What Hop in Midway, which is really interesting. Uh, Great I, I suggest series. you watch it. Also, if you there's several, I had to go through a lot of different outfits to try to get numbers and stuff. Uh, but so if you look around though, but it, 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 there's a lot of secrecy or just I don't know lack of coverage. Because I remember at the time it was a big deal, but I guess it hasn't aged well or whatever. Because you don't hear well, many people talking about Midway that much anymore, which is surprising I, to me
1: considering how what, all the stuff that they did. I think a lot of <laughs> I think there was shenanigans. Uh, as much as I love the concept of Midway, right? Yeah. Uh, just, you know, what they did and what they meant for gaming, uh, both a- as a developer and a publisher. Uh, but at the end, there were definitely shenanigans going on, and a lot of good people, honest people, working everyday people, lost a lot of money because of them. Yeah. And... It, that kind of crap is unfortunate, and that's a, that's a stain, that's a taint that Midway, the name, can never shake. It can never get rid of that. Uh, and it's unfortunate that some people, uh, especially those that lost you know, a lot of money, will always see them like that. Yeah, I think a big chunk, you know, I've read a
0: lot of her people speculating what, I mean, there are many things that they did that killed them, and I named a lot of them, but what was their... What really was the fall and a lot of people suggest that they just were making they were behind too many games and they didn't really some that, that for every good game you might see three or four duds, you know, yeah. in there. And so and the ratio was bad. But I really would think if just looking at the amount of money they dropped on this is Vegas and the amount of money we could speculate they dropped on Fear and Respect, plus the amount of money they dropped on the game I'll be talking about. I mean, you're yeah. talking about I mean, not counting the game I'll be talking about, because it did get released, but these two unreleased games, you're talking somewhere in the neighborhood of like $60 million that never got paid back to them, and they get nothing for, you know? And so yeah. that's, considering they were $70 million in the hole when that guy sold his stock to the other guy, you know, for nothing, to take up that debt, you know, that tells you that's just about, seventy dollars about right, you know, for the two games that got you zero money. And then plenty yeah. of games that just straight up missed, and some duds, I mean, we could talk about some of the duds that they had, uh, you know, uh, uh, they had a, you you know, they've had more than a few, they milked a few properties probably for too long, your blitzes, your rampages, those things, they really kept beating that drum uh, for quite a while. There was some weirdness with the NBA Jam license that ended up, so they ended up having to make some non-NBA Jams. That's where the Hangtime series stuff came from because they couldn't use the NBA name anymore. And that's a whole weird thing where they got sort of like outmaneuvered uh, for that. And that cost them. Uh, They also, I mean, the Mortal Kombat uh, license, as valuable as it is, they've put out some
1: duds in that series. Well, Uh, and that's really why I picked the game I wanted to talk about is the uh, the death of Midway is not just a financial death it, it, it's and if you want to get right into it tell what you got what you got cooking uh i am taking a look at uh moral combat mythologies sub zero and this is where it's not all about the financials yes, I mean the financials eventually is what ended the company right, but they started tainting the brand of their huge money makers uh they could have made moral combats until the end of time I, and it's it's a hundred percent obvious that that could happen because it's still happening they're still releasing moral combats and they're still making tons of money midway's not doing yeah, it yeah i was gonna say they're not but yeah, somebody is right uh so when you look at some of the missteps and I never I never fault a company right for trying something outside the box. And Mortal Kombat mythologies Sub-Zero is absolutely outside the box. Uh but when you go and you take your biggest brand, your your crown jewel and rake it through the mud, there are consequences for that. So, Aaron, let's talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. It was released on the PlayStation and Nintendo 64. I was stunned to hear that, by the way. I did not know
0: there was an N64 version of this. I've never tried it, not
1: one time. I'm glad to give it a a whirl. Uh, They were released in 97, uh, at the end of 97, hitting that all-important Christmas uh, milestone. And this is a 2D side-scroller with 3d elements it not it's not 2.5d but it has things that will swing in and out of the background um and you play a sub-zero and it's sort of a deep dive into his history and into his storyline concept wise this is a brilliant move this is a this is a a nice idea to take one of your popular characters and try to branch them out have it where fans can learn a little more about the the character uh and cuz a lot of people connect with Sub-Zero and like his story the you know the clan his fight with Scorpion all that things and sub uh Sub-Zero mythologies Also brought some new characters to the table that stuck around for quite some time afterwards. Uh, The the main baddie for the series uh, was able to make it out of there. Quite Quan Chi. Um, You also had a couple others. uh, Finju and Shirok made it from that series into later games. But what you did when you took this huge gamble is into a a completely different type of game. Now, it's a platformer, yes, but it's still a fighting game at heart, I guess. You are Sub-Zero. You have access to your moves eventually, uh, you know, your ice balls and everything, your fatalities. In a 2D where you run up to a guy and you fight him almost Karateka style right? Uh, (laughs) But... They absolutely did not go far enough into the research and development on this. They did not go far enough into the playtesting on this. They, they pushed to hit that all-important Christmas date, and I think it was a, a huge fa- failure because of that. The controls in this game are abysmal. They are absolutely horrible. Just getting your character to turn around uh, is a nightmare, the platforming elements are hindered because of the controls, and then blasted up to 11 due to the horrible camera angle. They wanted to have that Mortal Kombat fighting game feel, so you're zoomed real far into your character, but then they have obstacles that are right off screen that you can't see and you can't react to until it's too late. Uh, On top of that, they threw in... RPG elements. <clears throat> so they're meshing three different uh, types of games now. They've got RPG elements, they've got uh, platforming, and they've got fighting. In theory, this would have been an okay thing, but they did not take enough time to let this thing cook. Aaron, how long do you think this game was in development? Do you have any idea? I don't. I don't have any idea. Less than two years. So they really rushed it through. And on top of that, they did all fresh motion capture for all of the characters in the game. That, just the motion capture, they only spent one week on it. One week. Uh, And because of that, some of the things just feel stiff. Uh, The the animation for the game is not there. It, It forces some animations, some extra frames of animations that it doesn't need, which often has you walking off of platforms that you're just trying to inch up to. Because when I say platforming, it's almost like uh, Prince of Persia-type platforming, where you have to get real close to the edge to make your jumps, or you have to have real fast reactions to dodge what's com- incoming. Just dreadful. Another thing that they did when they had the – they wanted to keep these 3D elements the 3D backgrounds is they put stuff into the foreground and what is bad about that is there are times when you can't see your character because a foreground element is blocking it uh it's and while that's happening it's not like you're just passing by these objects there will be times when you are behind a foreground element being attacked And you can't see what your character's doing. Just dreadful ideas. They tried to keep the controls of the game based off of the Mortal Kombat fighting system. uh, Which, again, sounds great. They probably could have made it work. But now, with keeping with Up being your jump, in a platforming game that requires some incredible precision, it becomes a nightmare. You can't inch up to things properly. You're always getting hit from things off screen. My experience, Aaron, with this game was just awful, just horrible, pretty much from beginning to end. I felt like I never had control. What was your opinion when you got to play it?
0: First off, the, the, talk about the N64, having a having a version of this. I can't imagine using that stick to play this game. That's Oh horrible. gosh, yeah. You know, I've, I've all...
1: actually played it
0: on the N sixty four. Yeah, I've, so, I've always played this I, with I... the PlayStation. You know, yeah. Uh, here... This week, that's what I did. Here's the thing: it's a much better experience when me and you first played Final Fight. Okay, yeah. we both knew we I, and Street Fighter as well. When we played this, we both thought because uh, we talked about this, like, man, this could be used for any sort of game you want. This setup here, with the keep in mind, we're old, and this at the time, this is a real, fr- <laughs> it was a real fresh setup with the way they had the bars and stuff. It was, it was, it worked, and you could tell. Okay, this is the future right here, and and so when you saw games like this, I remember when I saw the uh, this game coming out. My first thought was like, I wonder why they picked uh, Sub Zero over As opposed to. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, if it was me or the, for the first game, maybe you'd pick Liu Kang or somebody like the... Because the ninjas were sort of interchangeable to me. And so I would have picked someone like... Or even like a Johnny K or Sonya. Anybody. anybody, anybody. I mean, this would be my first choice. But that that much said, I was excited about it because I thought to myself, this is a cool concept because the problem with these beat-em-ups are is that the fighting is so shallow, you know? Yeah. And I thought, man, this is good. If you could use all the Mortal Kombat... Fighter tools at your disposal, they may have something here, you know. <clears throat> and then I played it, and it doesn't play well. Part of the reason is the Mortal Kombat setup just isn't made for this, and they they tried to keep it, but they tried to adapt it, and their adaptions were not good. Uh, yeah. That When guys get behind you, it's frustrating to, to do that. The fact that they robbed you of a good chunk of the stuff you could do, I hated that. Now, I know why they yeah. did it, to give it game depth. But that's the wrong kind of depth. They should yeah. have given you all the basic moves that you had and then let you earn some new moves that they made up for the game yes. later on. That mean and there is some of that to a certain degree, but I mean at the beginning of the game you can't hardly do nothing. It's frustrating. Especially if you're an ace at Mortal Kombat. You're like miss things. The uh <clears throat> the ability to store items is I mean, again, funky. they did it they did it for depth. But it is kind of goofy. This it's game, clunky. this game is like a scrolling. This is the game that's kind of like a cross between a, sc- a scrolling game and a flip screen game <laughs> because it feels like you're right when you just outside the door where you can't see what's going on. When you f- f- go, go from room to room, it just like whisks you in there, and you can yeah. get whisked right into stuff. T- there are tons of places where you do. Uh, jump, jump, you know, jump of death. I hope I don't get killed, you know, and then sometimes they screw you on that, especially that wind, wind. Yes, the wind level is that they purposely screw you on that. And the thing is, they'd earned your trust earlier by not screwing you. So it made it worse. You know, the funny thing about this go, the backgrounds look great. Some of the enemies look really cool, but I didn't think Sub-Zero looked all that good either. If I'm honest. Well, I, think I think I would have kept, if, like, uh, this, I don't know, what was Mortal Kombat 2 the game that was out before this, the arcade? I might have yeah. just taken all that and used that in the game.
1: It looked. I don't think this looks as good. Well, uh, you have to remember that you're you're thinking arcade and this is console. Well, I, the uh, PlayStation could, I mean, if they had Mortal Kombat
0: on the PlayStation and he looks fine. So clearly it could do it. By the way, we're, as we're looking at the footage, just look at the way he moves, the way he runs. It's not smooth. If- it, no, the backgrounds this. don't fit the guy. The motion yeah. doesn't work. You know, I remember playing this game. I think this is one of the games that we rented <clears> so <throat> I could bootleg at the time. And I mean, because I've got a bootleg copy of this, but that goes to show you the dedication I had to my craft. Because this was not a game I would go back to all that often. And the thing is, I remember when we first got it, when I first got this when I was in Lexington, I tried to like it. Because I liked Mortal yeah. Kombat. I was kind of, you know, and Mortal Kombat, we had big... <clears throat> Fun for me, you know, but I mean, it was just—it was a dud. It was a, it was yeah. che- and cheesy, as cheesy as the day is long. We're looking at a cutscene right here. Like th- these cutscenes are—I mean, these are porn level, porn grade acting abilities. You're horrible, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just so you would think. Well, they're so bad they're they're funny. That's true. But I mean, that's not what, they, that's were not what they were going for. That's not what they were going for. Right. You know. I mean, if you think about this, is your premiere series? Like, what do you think at yes. this time? This is what Midway had. So they were saying, and this right here was going to be because we'd heard the rumors. Oh, they're going to do Sub Zero. They're going to do some other ones. And, Sonya,
1: I think Sonya was supposed to and, be next. Like yeah. this,
0: this was the end of that was into that. I mean, is well, this the no, worst? Well, I it was
1: but yes. Well, I mean, it was <laughs>
0: Is this the worst? Special Forces came yeah, out after this. I was going to say, that. this isn't the worst Mortal Kombat spinoff because that Special Forces game is beyond horrible. Like, yeah. that is horrible. And At least c- this has campy cutscenes. Yeah, you could have picked that, but I don't think. I think this cost more than that, so I think that's well, one of the
1: reasons.
0: <laughs> I mean, reason that one was bad, too. This,
1: the reason why I picked this is this was a a company that thought that they could put something out there, uh, and they whizzed through it, 14 months, by the way, total development time. Yeah. And they thought their fans would just eat it up. They thought their fans would just say, Mortal Kombat, oh, I'm going to play this, it's going to be great. Uh, and it did not happen. And it got a bad reputation. It absolutely, in my opinion, hurt the Mortal Kombat brand, Uh and I think maybe not as much as it switched to 3D did. Um, that's another huge failing when they did I Mortal Combat Four.
0: A, this is more egregious than that was, and I didn't like it the was. 3D. But this, they were trying, they were trying, and also you get a get a, a cookie for getting into that area because it's hard to do. But this yeah. right here. This was just a, a a horror, and the thing is, it, it stops and starts really. We could, there's plenty to pick on, but the controls are no good, and the and the and the level design. I mean, they when you can't Horrible. get those two things down, then you've then you're just the rest of it. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. You know, and it doesn't matter how really, cool the backgrounds are or anything like that because you
1: drop the ball in the main thing. Yeah, and, and when you hold something like this up for the world to see, it's a huge chink in your armor because. Where before this, to some extent, Midway could really do no wrong. They they were allowed to explore a lot of gaming that they probably had no business in. And they were given a pass because they were Midway. This game, people looked at this and said, you know, is this, this is a fighting game. It's a platformer and a fighter at its core. How could they mess this up so bad? And it's... It's just it's heartbreaking because I think this concept has legs. I feel that someone could redo this game, uh, this style of game where you have the Mortal Kombat fighters going on their own adventures, uh, using you know, fighting different characters, traveling along some platforming. I don't think platforming should ever be the emphasis for a Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. But I think that this could have been something if midway would have cared more about it well, if I, midway would have put more time and more effort into it i think the
0: concept's been proven out if you plenty of those uh if you plenty of those uh, uh you know that system that you could take and pull the sprites out of games and make your own fighting games and whatnot we've seen a ton of these Mugen. things you No, know, not y'all you know, Mugent, but i'm thinking the uh the, the, the beat up one beats of rage like yeah. i've seen beats of rage uh levels and, and games that were made from like guys like this and and listen that are all perfect but there are plenty out there that are pretty good and they are better awesome yes you know and so can it be done sure you know but i i assume that they were
1: trying to get a quick score
0: you know and yep. they you know well they want
1: to get that christmas money
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that had a lot to do with it well and it uh, you know it, this was it, again keep in mind they were still making money at this stage Uh, so, (laughs) I don't know, did you get any numbers on this at all?
1: No, I didn't. Uh, the reviews for this are, are all over the map. Yeah. Uh, there were plenty of people in the review world whose checks cleared, and they gave this a good score. Uh, but there were just as many where... I think a more honest review was given. Uh, all the way down to as low as I saw was a three out of ten, which was given by IGN. Yeah, um, and that, which that's that's the think, right
0: that you're in the right ballpark there. Yeah, and we didn't I even get to the parts three, where four. We didn't talk yeah. about the parts where you. I mean, the actual platforming parts. Where, oh no, it, it, the platforming it's is. I mean, like I said, it's it's. Uh, you mentioned that it, you. Uh, you, I know you didn't mean it in a good way, but you mentioned this one had a sort of a Prince of Persia feel to it. Prince of Persia, the on its worst day, any of the Prince of Persia games are a hundred thousand times better than the well, platforming. Course, well, in this. not
1: all of them, but yes. Of I course. mean the
0: the platforming in this it it this is almost like you're imagine like you'd play like the Action Max or something. Like it, it just the the backgrounds and what's had doesn't match the gameplay. It's just really it's janky and and
1: poor. A poor effort, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, I do want to make one correction. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, N64 Magazine. Yeah. Actually, gave the the Nintendo 64 version of this a nine percent. Okay. Uh, I, th- I believe Burial. that's the lowest. Wow. Uh, score from a reputable source. I can't even. imagine. Uh, although I am seeing a a point five out of five here as well. Wow. So yeah. Uh. Do Do you think, Aaron, that this caused uh lasting harm to midway
0: yes i absolutely do when you pick this this was a good choice it crossed my mind because and and again this game probably made money it wouldn't surprise you if it made money and so you're thinking to yourself well how like you said this was the people looked at this and they were like man they botched this moral Kombat game six ways a sunday you know and then they could sit and even if you consider it's like the uh the next couple because they had, if you look at the one with shout with uh, Kung Lao and uh, uh, Liu Kang, I can't recall the name of that one. That was another one of these Mortal Kombat style games. It was much better than this. But the other one they released was also horrible. So two out of three of these were absolute garbage. And by the way, how many Mortal Kombat spinoff games do you see now? You see yeah. zero. You know. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I think it did. I think it did damage to the rep. Of the of the developing arm of Midway, and it did damage to the uh, to the uh, quality of what you would expect from the Mortal Kombat.
1: So I I can't I can't fault you on this one, Brent. Um, uh, you you can pick this up on eBay. Uh, the Nintendo sixty four version I'm seeing going as low as twenty five dollars, and the uh, PlayStation version going as low as twenty dollars. Uh, when you click on the completed uh, completed auctions, let me see if we have any recent completed auctions. Yeah, it looks like it looks like that's about where they're selling at. Yeah. Uh, there are some people uh, who are trying to get a little bit more. Uh, I guess it, if you have all the stuff, jewel case and all that stuff, you can get as high as thirty five. Uh, but not not good resale value on this, obviously. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good, Brent. Uh, no reviews
0: this week on any of these, because I'm not sure people even knew that we were accepting reviews, given the <laughs> the nature of the show, so that's okay. I think that a, a good choice. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction, uh, and this was way outside my comfort zone, but I, I, did some re- I had to do a lot of research this week just to figure out which game to pick, and I thought this one slid in nicely. So the game I'm going to look at... Uh, is John Woo Presents Stranglehold. You know, it's a yes. few of the Ted Nugent music, uh, the Brent. Now, i got a little <laughs> backstory to, to make all this make sense, so if you'll indulge me here for just a minute. I wanna, Absolutely. I want to get into it. So, uh, John Woo Presents Stranglehold, uh, developed by Midway Games and Tiger Hill Entertainment. Tiger Hill Entertainment is actually John Woo's development house. So, basically... Uh, some of the stuff like the acting and stuff, they were handled at the Tiger Hill Entertainment. It's almost like a movie. It's almost like a film studio. Um, this game was released uh, in uh, 2007, September 2007 for the Xbox 360, uh, October 29, 2007 for the PS3. And I the version I played, which was the Microsoft Windows version, came out September 18, 2007. So all right around the same time. Now, uh, just just so I'm going to bring everyone up to speed... As to what was going on here. So first of all, this is John Woo presents Stranglehold. Who's John Woo? You may ask. Do you know who Woo! John? Do you know who John Woo is, Brent? Yeah, action action star. He said, "No, you're not right." Well, so kung fu star. No, you're not right again. So John Woo is a director and screenwriter yeah. and producer, uh, and he uh, of action and. But and he's not an actor. Well, I mean, he is yeah. an actor, but he's not. He's not the main actor. Right. He's known for uh, crazy. Uh, ultra, ultra maddening fight scenes with just crap flying everywhere and just craziness going on. gunplay, ridiculous amounts of gunplay. Uh, he had a couple big films in the states, and this is the stuff that hit when I was had uh, was out of high school, and I had heard about it. The one that I heard about first was a, was a movie called The Killer. We didn't get a lot of action down here for Hong Kong cinema at the time. I'd, heard, you know, I'd seen some Jackie Chan stuff, but it mostly what we were getting was, like, it, it, you know, out of that area, it would be, like, old Bruce Lee movies and stuff. So when The Killer came out, I heard about it, but I never saw it. Uh, yeah. And then eventually a movie was released called Hard Boiled. Hard Boiled, released in 92, was like, this is the one that, I, the, that made the leap over here to the States. Because I remember renting this thing when I was down in Lexington in 93. And, yeah. uh, man, it's just a crazy crazy movie a lot of his movies have stuff you know about uh, like standoffs with like mafia style like triads and stuff you know the kind of stuff you'd expect lots of kung fu and gun gunplay and stuff uh wu ended up uh, of course once uh, that hit he got to come to hollywood and make some flicks he made hard target which actually was a pretty decent flick broken arrow and then face off you remember face off he also did Mission Impossible 2, which sucked, but he didn't do it. He also did some comic book stuff. So, the guy that pl- played in Hard Boiled, the cop, and this he was also in The Killers, a guy named Chow Young Fat. Uh, this guy's a big, crazy, like, gun-toting, sort of with some martial arts guy. And, like, again, a guy I never heard of until Hard Boiled came around. But Hard Boiled was, like I said, I can't stress to you enough, this made the leap, brother, to, to America. Yeah. <clears throat> and so... You may ask yourself, how did what's this have to do with the game? Well, so get this: uh, someone at Midway knew a, a guy uh, that knew a guy that could get in touch with John Wu. <laughs> okay, so it's one of those someone at Midway that worked there. So they contacted Woo about possibly getting into some trouble, and he was like, "Hey, I just co-founded Tiger Hill Entertainment. Let's let's get into something." And so what they ended up coming up with was Stranglehold. Uh, Stranglehold. Is the spiritual sequel to Hard Boiled, and believe it or not, at some point this was supposed to be its own game. I mean, its own movie. In fact, uh, uh, <clears throat> scripts have been written, monies have been paid, but as of the uh, bankruptcy of Midway, nothing's been done or said about this movie for since then. Long so time, yeah. we don't know if we may not ever see this again. So. Why do I think this was involved in the death of Midway? It's simple. This was going to be Midway's first AAA title for the new generation of consoles, the PlayStation 3s, your Xbox 360s. <clears throat> and so they knew this was going to be a big deal. And so, and they wanted to release it, you know, on multiple platforms. They were coming off of a game that you may have heard up of called, uh, PsyOps. PsyOps got pretty good reviews, and so uh, this was the game that they were leading from, and they got a lot of the crew from PsyOps to make this game. Now, the funny thing about it is, there'd been a mandate that came down that said, hey, from here on out, we're only using the Unreal 3 engine. That's the bomb, okay? So, Don't say that. Oh, that's what they said. So, this is why they went out of business. They said crap like that. (laughs) So... The Unreal Engine was still being made. That The Unreal Engine 3 was still in the process of being tweaked when they started working on this game. So they had to merge some of their own stuff into it to make it work, do the stuff they did. Right? So they had to literally take... They had to license this, uh, this system, and then they had to add more stuff. So you can see the tickets are running up here. Because you, you're already paying to license this system, then you're paying this other thing. Of course, then you're paying all these actors you're paying john woo you know so it keeps adding up um <clears throat> they initially started with a group of 30 people to work on it and eventually they got over 50 people working on this thing uh and they uh but they you know worked hard they believed in the system and they put it together uh and they they had a plan i will going to get to what you could do in the game here in a second but this is just the background so we can lead uh uh to what why what costs us much money so uh, once they finally finished putting this thing together, uh, it took them several years and they finally had it ready to go. In fact they they put a trailer for stranglehold on as an extra feature of Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Uh, they even had a contest called True to Woo where you could, yep <laughs> where you could win 25 large and a chance to meet the developers. I should have looked into that. Cause that's why I meant to look in to see who won that, but I did not. So I don't know. Who I guarantee that going. was a never payout. I guarantee. I don't it. know. I don't know about that. <clears throat> so with all that said, uh, what did you get for your for your money? Uh, you got Stranglehold. Now I want to say up front that this this game. Do you know how much this game cost, them, Brent? I'm, let's. You want to give it a guess?
1: Unfortunately, no, the answer, oh,
0: so you you I know the answer. Oh, you do know the answer. Well, yeah. The answer is. Uh, according to the developers, it cost around $30 million to make this game. Yeah. Uh, I, I know McMuscles said, to put it in perspective, that year's uh, top game, Assassin's Creed, they, w- which sold that moved 9 million units, it cost them $20 million to make that. So, yeah. this was $10 million more. Um, now, what is this game? That, that's bad times. Well, yeah, we'll get you got to gotta that. move
1: a lot of units to we'll, make that money out. We'll
0: get to that. So this game is a third-person shooter where you take on the role of Tequila Yawn. Now, Tequila is a cop, uh, and he's out to try to figure out who killed a police officer to begin of the game. That gets you into a bunch of stuff that incu- includes uh, Chinese Mafia and Russian Mafia and some other stuff. I don't want to give away the whole plot uh, because it's not really necessary for a game like this. This game starts off, I I think to myself, uh, you know, you think to yourself, you spent $30 million, what kind of a, and you've got a guy who makes films, so what are you going to get for this? Well, what you're going to get for this, if you watch the opening of this, is it's, this thing is double rife with cheese. Like, I mean, it's almost like that. Remember the Beastie Boys video for uh, when they were all the cops? Those generic cops? This is what this looked like. These are the most generic cops you've ever seen. And you've got the irate boss who tells Tequila not to do something. He does it anyway. He just scoffs at the boss. He, he calls his other officers cowards. You know? So, not pop, it's cliche-a-mania. Oh, it is. It is. Every cutscene, you're just like, are you kidding me? I kept waiting yeah. for the boss to go, Mendoza! Yeah, yeah. For, you know? But, so, but once you get past the long, long, incredibly long entrance, it's time for uh, Tequila to go investigate what killed the cops. So, that leads you to a downtown market. And, of course, this game, the, the reason this game exists is so they can have you play Tequila and jump around and just go absolutely bonkers. This yeah. game has something in it called Tequila Time you may have recognized tequila time because it's it's a, it's a mode where you, everything slows down and it allows you to aim and do a, and shoot a bunch while you're in, like in the middle of a longer second or two it's very reminiscent of the of the uh, action down. in Max Payne now here's the funny <laughs> yeah. thing about this so everyone thinks they see this they're like man this is just like Max Payne you're right except for one thing the people that made Max Payne, Freely admit that they got the idea for Bullet Time from Hard Boiled. So technically, John Woo is is ripping off the guys that ripped him off initially. So I'm going to call it a square deal in the Bullet Time, but that's what this has got. But this well, is,
1: when was this game was released in in 2007? Yeah. Which means the Matrix was already a thing by that point. Well, yeah, right? but the
0: Matrix also ripped off. what well, They also admitted to rip it off. Listen, everyone ripped off these movies. Okay, all these action scenes. Remember the oh, Matrix- okay,
1: okay, that's yeah. fair then. Remember okay. in the
0: Matrix where uh, uh, Neo's running through that lobby and those tiles are getting blown off the wall. So that's straight yeah. out of that's straight out of hard boil. I mean, all that. Yeah, crap. yeah, yeah. So it is. They add some added bone like this thing. It's like how much weird crap can we cram in here? And they and they did a lot. So aside from Bullet Time, you've also got this gimmick where you can you could take a aim at a guy right, if you hold down a button and you could have real precise aim and but you can
1: also dodge the other guy's shots in real time so everything well, of yeah, slows those down. Well yeah there's they're they're basically quick time events they're, it's they're, things that the game sets up Yeah it's that, real cool I I actually like that they also have there's a thing where you,
0: Often in hard boiled and and the killer, there's a thing where people will have these like standoffs. It happens all the time too. And like uh, if you ever saw any of uh, uh, the movies like Desperado and stuff like that, that happens all the time. And uh, the uh, where they these guys are in, like a Mexican standoff. This has a mini game for that. And yeah, it's, yeah, that's what I was talking. So about. no, I'm not even talking about that because I'm talking about the the thing where you actually aim your bullet. And you, it has bullet view. But this yeah, is the, the yeah. standoff thing is something else. You've got also something you've got else, that. Yeah. Something else you can do in this that's neat is that as you go through this, like everything on these levels is destructive. I mean everything. So yeah. every time you go down uh, through stuff, you're knocking, you're knocking over tables, and your guy can do stuff like slide across tables like Duke Boy style. He can go up, he can go down railings. He's got all kinds of cool moves all the while shooting. He also has a gimmick where if you like, this game rewards you for style on your killings. So, for example, if you could shoot a guy, that's great. But if you could shoot a sign that make it fall on the guy, the game gives you, like, a like a little stripe. And you could yeah. cash these things in to get, like, health and stuff, which is really, actually, is really good. Uh, there's so much sliding and nonsense in this game that it's it's ludicrous. Like, you would never fight, like... I mean, it's, it's just like if, if the Duke boys just slid back and forth across the General Lee with a gun. That's what it yeah. reminded me of. Just, just sliding everywhere. Uh, and of course, one of the neat things about this game is they developed this technology to where all the bad guys are different because they interchange all kinds of arms and legs and clothes, and so you see all sorts. And they come out in parades of guys. They almost, it's almost like gauntlet, where guys come out of like a spawn point. Well, it's just, not
1: that bad. It's
0: exactly like that. They have spawn there points. Are... and If you stand right beside one, you can I, you can pile oh, the bodies no, up to the true. ceiling. But there's only ever four guys on the screen at one time. Oh no. There's way more than that. I don't know how far you got, but there's tons more than four. There's, I probably, know how far four, I got. There's probably 30 guys on the screen at once. No, there's, there's not. The other there's aren't. never 30. You go, you go there's and look. There's never. Uh so once I, you, I know I know why I know that, but go right ahead. Once you go down the uh, once you go down the line of, of of uh these levels and you're going through like you're going in and out of buildings, you're going in and out of like Uh, uh, streets, fences, there's usually areas that you can't get past until you kill all the guys. It's one of those games. So, like, you can't just, like, there's no sneaking past the guys and you're killing every guy. Because, in fact, you could get to places where you're like, why can't I do anything? Well, you left the guy alive. You got to go kill him. Allegedly, according to the people that I read that worked on the game, you could shoot a guy if it's not fatal. They'll come back and try to get you, even if they can't get up, they'll drag themselves around until they run out of blood, allegedly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I can't I've, prove that.
1: I, I've seen I've seen that. I've seen so them yes. drag
0: themselves around and try to get up, but I've never seen one just die
1: because he ran out of blood. I, <laughs> have. I guess have. I what'd you do, sit around waiting? <laughs> well, if you, depending on where you shoot someone, like, if you do a precise aim, which is one of the specials, yeah. and shoot them in, like, the leg... They'll sit there and just struggle for thirty seconds. Yeah, and then they'll die. It's pretty cool. So I mean, this engine's not a dud. They really put a lot
0: of time into Man. this thing. I mean, I, I mean, I to, they got what they wanted out of it. Let's just put it that way. They wanted this kind of game. Uh, once you get uh, far enough into a level, you'll come to the boss, uh, and uh, you'll have a ta- you'll go down with him. And then you'll have your uh, cutscene, and then you'll move on. That's pretty much the way it goes. I went through probably. I think there are seven levels to this, and I think I went through three.
1: Did you beat it? I beat this. I uh, you beat it? I so actually, I de- I delayed the the show an hour so I could finish the game. Now,
0: had you played this before this week? No. Had you heard of it? Yes. I see. Well, we'll get your thoughts here in a minute here, because I'm anxious to hear what you thought since you went through the whole game. Um, I found the game in terms of its in terms of the fun factor. I found it pretty amusing. However you do get tired of going through wave after wave of geeks. I, I will say that there, I wish there was a little more variety there. Uh, but, uh, I would say this was a pretty decent game. And the funny thing is when this got released, and by the way, midway had a few demands. Okay. From the up the ups. And one of the main demands was this had to have multiplayer, which cause every game had to have multiplayer. Uh, yeah, it was the multiplayer era. Yeah. yeah. And, and from every, no, I didn't try the multiplayer, but you everything can't, I've heard, you can't play it anymore. Yeah, I've always heard that the multiplayer was double, double, but no good. So your mileage may vary on that. But since we probably will never know because we can't really play the multiplayer on it, so um, how did this do with the, with the people that matter the 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 critics? Pretty well. I mean, if you look through the list here, I'm not gonna go through all these guys, but you're looking like IGN gave it an 81, which is a pretty good score. Gamespot 70. It got a lot of 80s, uh, everything from the high 80s down to into the 70s really only one like outfit b- destroyed it uh, but it had pretty good reviews uh, it was also yeah. get this Brent. Uh, I thought this was interesting uh, and t- of course this came out in 2007 stranglehold was the first PC game to ever ship on two DVDs it- and it took uh. up a whopping 15 gigs of hard drive space now which games co- took up that little now yeah because <laughs> it contains so much more um, so you may think to yourself, "Well, that sounds pretty good. It got good reviews, you know, whatever." Uh, well, it sold uh, around a million units It shipped, yeah. and it was the uh, the upper the upper crusts had aimed for a minimum sale for them to for them to get their money back of 1.5 million units. Uh, so they didn't make it. So this was a money loser. despite the fact that it got pretty good reviews and it's not a bad game at all, actually, all things considered. So, why did it make this list easy? This was the first big-time game they made, and this was the mistake they would repeat through the rest of the games that they made. I will say one thing they've got that Stranglehold did do that the other games did, is it shipped. Uh, At least they spent $30 million on something that made it to market, where they could get a little bit of money back. But this was their first tentative step into AAA titles, the expensive and possibly lucrative market, and it was a huge failure, and it was it set the stage for their many other failures. You got to think when this game went into production, it was right after that last 1999 where they made money. So throughout the entirety of the production of this game, including its release, uh, they were losing money from th- that moment forward. Now I'm not saying it's yeah. this game's fault, but I'm sure that dropping thirty la- thirty million dollars on a game. Uh, at that time, for a company that was already in the red,
1: not g- not a good look. And uh, well, one one can assume that this game cost them. They lost ten million dollars. Sure, I would say I would say you're right. Uh,
0: as an added bonus, uh, this also made the dreaded uh, German index, which because it was too violent, and so they had to release a a non I guess non as violent game. The funny thing about this game is I wouldn't call it exceptionally violent. I mean, it's not like uh, yes, it is. Do you th- I, it's not like, I mean, by today's standards, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Oh, no, not by today's standards, yeah, no. Yeah, And so, uh, uh you know, lots of these people getting shots. It's not like you're going over and, like, you know, splattering their face all over the ground or anything. So, having played this all the way through, Brent, uh,
1: and for the first time, what did you think about this thing? Well, uh, I, real quick, I want to talk about the highs. Okay. Uh, the game compelled me. It, it sunk its hooks in long enough for me to want to finish the game. And it took about uh about 6 hours. Yeah. That's that's so what I'd heard it would take. It's not a long game. Um What difficulty did you play it on? I played it on normal. Yeah. I didn't oh, play it okay. on easy. I didn't play it on hard. Yeah. I played it on normal. Right. Um The game is not difficult. Uh it gives you plenty of leeway. ...to uh kind of do your own thing. Uh, let's be clear of what this game is, though. This game is not a shooter. This game is a shooting gallery... ...where you are expected to make your own fun. What I mean by that is... ...you are never... ...for the most part, and I'll get into the exceptions... ...you are never put into a situation... ...where you have to be better than the competition you're up against. Uh, The game has one trick, and it's waves and waves of enemies. If you, and gives you the tools to handle that without doing anything extra. It has a cover-based system that I one hundred percent did not use. I used it. I never I did use it. I, I that's fine, but I'm saying I never once went into cover and I beat the game. By the way, that's also a throwback to hard
0: boiled. There's a lot of that stuff in there where you know, you get behind a pillar, you know, that shtick.
1: So that's Sure. Yeah, that was also a throwback. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is the game gives you plenty of tools that you do not have to play that way. Um, the The AI in it is rock-solid stupid. Uh, (laughs) There is no AI. Enemies approach from their given spawn point. They typically, some will hunt, as in look around the board for you. Some will literally stand in place from where they spawn and wait to die. And the reason why that is, is there are so many environmental kills where you shoot a sign, you shoot uh scaffolding and things fall, you shoot uh uh supports and rocks fall on people. That is what the game is designed to be. It is a shooting gallery. It is not a shooter. Uh this is not doom. That is okay for the length of time that the, the that it, I think it sticks around maybe one level too long. Uh, but the game expects you to go in there and make your own fun. It's to go and jump around. It's to do all these environmental kills. It's to use your special powers to do uh, – your special powers, by the way. Uh, one is heal. One is precision shot where basically time stops, and yep. you get a line up whatever shot you want. And the enemies do react differently depending on where you shoot them, groin, leg, arm, head, whatever.
0: You, uh, know, the- you know what? Just to pop in because you've said something that got me thinking. Two Uh things. One, this reminds me a lot of that game that was out where you're the guys trapped in the mall with all the zombies. Remember that? That was a very. This Uh, game reminds me a lot of that because that's another game where you sort of like they're just going to send the zombies. You go in and get the ball bats or the shopping carts. You know what I'm saying? And just run over them. So sure. And then secondly, uh, and I'm dying. I can't remember the name of that game. And also something else that occurred to me when I was playing this is like if you took Dead Rising. Thank you guys. If you took this game, and like, I thought to myself, the polar opposite of this game, and I had this feeling a couple of times, would be Mirror's Edge, because that's a game where no. you go through the whole game and try not to shoot anyone, you know, or shoot as few times as you can, and it's got this preci- all this precision jumping and stuff, In this game, you shoot everyone as fast as you can, and you just jump around like an idiot. So it's like,
1: well, it's like the it's like the mirror of Mirror's Edge, just think, it, 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 but, I don't agree with that. The mirror image of this game is like the new style Doom, uh, where you have to you have to to flow. I mean, the enemies are smart. You have to use certain weapons on certain enemies to get the health regens and stuff. Mirror's Edge is a platformer. Well, you know this what I mean. Is not I'm just saying. A I'm talking
0: the violence. You know, and also Mirror's Edge is real clean and pretty. This is real gritty. You know, and it's it's like it's continual wave after wave of violence. You're dead on. Right. You have well, to make let me continue. Yeah. You
1: had your chance. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the third power up you get is where you can shoot your guns uh, as fast as you can pull the trigger, or just hold the trigger down and you'll shoot automatically. And it doesn't use ammo. You become indestructible, and you can just rampage through sections. And the fourth uh, special power that you get is. Uh, uh John, ja- like Woo time, where you just spin around in a circle, and <laughs> anyone who is on the screen, uh, you automatically shoot and kill. Death. It's blossom. not that you're aiming. Uh, yeah, it's sort of a death blossom. Uh, you just spin around, and then everyone dies. Uh, that is how I know there is never more than four. Occasionally, occasionally, when you kind of break the game a little bit, there will be five guys on the screen at the same time because i've never shot more than four during that period of time now they come they continue to to come out uh you might fight 60 enemies in a section before it allows you to move on but there's never more than four on at this on the screen at the same time so is this is this fun yeah it is it's fun to jump around like an idiot. You feel superior through ninety percent of the game. Yeah. You feel like you cannot lose. There's always you don't reach in health packs, your health. You have to manually grab health packs. Uh which is fine. They give you plenty of them or use your special power to do it. That is also a thing. Yeah there were lots of the hell. the quick time events, uh the standoffs where you're surrounded by people uh it it's cute. They yeah. overuse it at the end of the game. Uh, you you might do one per level, and then at the end of the game, you end up doing like four almost in a row. And it's kind of annoying. Uh, it's cute, but it's nothing. It's nothing. So it's not. It doesn't make the game. I thought it was fun, though. It's it's okay, but you you get tired of it. You you do. Um, the levels are linear. You are you are pushed through the levels. Uh, And now we're starting to get into the bad stuff. Um, You are pushed through the levels, you go into one section, you kill a bunch of people. Eventually, the last wave will come out, and the wave will come out of the door that you need to go through. You kill them, and then you proceed through the level. Uh, You are... there are no branching paths. There are sometimes... the the level might be a little freeform... You might not have to do something in the exact order that is required, uh, but they're all linear. That's a huge drawback in a game like this because it kills its replayability. Uh, The devastating part of this game, though, is its repetitiveness. While it's fun to go into these new environments get new toys to play with, new things to drop on people. Uh, It never branches out enough to keep your interest. Uh, I had a lot of fun through three-fourths of this game, and then the last fourth of the game, I just wanted it to end because they weren't doing anything new. The only uh, exception to this is there is a helicopter-turret battle where you just fly around in a helicopter and you get to shoot things, and you're basically shooting at exploding barrels. It's a distraction that goes on too long because it's not a whole lot of fun. Uh, And then there is one boss fight in this game where it completely shatters everything that's going on. Uh, You go into a bad guy's uh, penthouse, and he has laser trip mines, everywhere and you have to follow the sequence of events uh you can't just shoot him and kill him like all the other bosses you have to just do a little bit of his health and then he goes to a new section and it's the only part where you have to have precision controls or you hit a trip mine and it blows up okay it was the longest i stayed on the board it was the most annoying absolute crap boss fight that almost completely ruined the game for me. Uh outside of that boss, I had a decent time all the way through. Now here's the really bad stuff. I bought this for PC off of Good Old Games. Uh there are no controller uh layouts for the game. You cannot play this game with a controller. This game was made for a controller. This game was not <coughs> meant to be played with mouse and keyboard. I disagree. This was meant to be played with a... No, no. There I played is it with no a disagree. mouse and keyboard. I liked
0: it. I thought it worked fine.
1: I'm not saying you couldn't. I'm saying it was made to be played with a PlayStation stick or a 360 stick. Not on the there PC, is no it was denying it. it. <laughs> no. There was... It, it, it is mind-boggling to me... That this did not release with controller support on PC, I ended up having to uh, download a controller mapping program to to play the game comfortably because it was so stupid with mouse and keyboard.
0: Did, yeah, well, I would have just, just played it with mouse and keyboard. Works fine. That's that's a Brit
1: thing. Second, no, it's not. Nah, I guarantee I that, more, that. I had a good time be, with it, and I had
0: no problem. You're an idiot.
1: Second thing. So that's that. Be, being nasty. Shut up. Shut up. The second thing. The graphics on this are fine, but the environments are so drab. It's always grays and browns, grays and browns. Occasionally you get a red. Every single place that you go are these horrible color palettes. They could have done so much with the environment in this game that fell completely but it's that's the that's the subject matter. It's gritty. No, it's gritty city level no. fighting. That's so no. Well, that's the way the no. movies were though. They were they it was always matter. like that. You did not have to use this color palette. It's overused, and it makes the game look worse than it actually. I disagree is. with that too. Thing number three: you get your special powers too slow, and you don't have enough of them. If this game is a shooting gallery, and I at least, hopefully you could at least agree with me with that, this game is a shooting gallery. Well, I, mean, I don't know what that – I know what you mean, but, I mean, it's just like a lot of other games. Just, shoot no, stuff. it's not. There is no AI. There is no AI. There is no outsmarting your opponent. Your opponent stands there. It, they might as well be turrets. They stand there. They shoot at you. You just walk around them. It's a shooting gallery. Uh, it didn't have to be that way. They did not have to destroy the gameplay as much as they did. They could have had the same effect by putting in decent AI. There is no AI for this game. So, overall, do I recommend it? Yes, I do. If you want to feel like a big man gunning down hundreds of folks, thousands of folks, piles of them, and, and jump around like an idiot. It's good fun. This is... <clears throat> a lot of people are going to compare this to Max Payne. Yeah. And I completely understand that. This is not Max Payne. No. Max Payne is, is a shooter. This is a shooting gallery. Well, you're, uh, you're being too tough, I think. there's a No! Of, no, that's what it is! There's plenty there of parts There is no AI. It. I mean, I, they, listen, what is the AI? They run out and they try to shoot you. That's the AI. No, they They're not never smart. take cover... No, they never take cover... Uh, the spawns in this are ridiculous. Yeah. They are absolutely ridiculous. They make up for their stupidity in numbers. Well, and by being cheap. You will go down a hallway, there will be no doors, and you will still have people spawn behind you. That kind of crap is garbage. I hate it. It I hate that kind of crap.
0: You you also gotta put yourself in the context of when this was made. You know, this, I mean, that, that, a lot of that stuff
1: got ironed out. This was, I didn't think... No, this is way past that. this was released in like what? Two thousand and seven? Yeah. Two thousand seven. <clears throat> that stuff was ironed out by then. Yeah, I'm just saying I think I'm there's... not listen, I'm not saying don't go play the game. This is a solid seven. Okay? Yeah. Solid seven. Uh and you're gonna have fun. Go to good old games, pay ten bucks, uh, get it on PC, and then get something to map. Your, the mouse controls to a controller no don't worry about uh, that
0: that's not a problem uh
1: the the recommended software i would use is called uh mini micro uh it it's super good for the i can't figure thing. out what your use. problem
0: with the mouse and keyboard is it worked fine for this me this is the not aiming a mouse was and great key- i mean it's
1: perfect for a mouse you can aiming you can for aiming. it's precise not a mouse aiming. no It's not no, because you've got there's too many there's too many times. I like every game
0: like this needs to be mouse and keyboard. No joystick. That's for geeks. Anyway. I want precision. Precision. That's what you get with the mouse and keyboard. Don't listen to Brent. You don't need to go download some third party crap. It's good to go. You need to download a
1: third party crap because the game doesn't happen. I don't agree with that. The very last complaint I have about this game. Yeah, them coming. You automatically jump over tables.
0: Yes. You Uh, definitely do that. Or and, on the carts or downstairs.
1: No, the- and, and you will do this so often in some levels. Some levels it's not so bad, but there are tables everywhere that you feel like you don't have control of your guy. The first level uh, is a good and, example where they're everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so it, in here's my cutoff in review. Is the game fine? Yes. Okay? It's a 7 out of 10 game. Would I have paid sixty dollars for this game? I would have. I would have drove to Midway and stomped on someone. Ten bucks, absolutely a doable price. Uh, I had fun. I played through the entire game, so obviously I had some amount of fun, right? Uh, just understand what you're getting into. The game is going to require you to make your own fun and, and jump around and do the f- the fancy kills and stuff uh you're not going to be challenged in any way otherwise i yeah uh,
0: you you know you spent more time talking about my
1: game than you did yours uh the, at the well end this of- had this <laughs> this was more <coughs> there was more game here to enjoy because at least at least this game the controls right once you get them set up the way you like them function for the game unlike sub zero or I wanted to pull my hair out every time I, I walked through a screen transition or tried to make a jump because the controls were so bad it was undoable. So that's well, the big difference. I'm not going to fight you there. Listen, I don't. Brent's obviously
0: hasn't seen any of uh, any of the Hong Kong cinema this is based on, but this fits the bill in terms of the way it looks, the subject matter, as dopey as it is. Yes, it's not rainbows and sunshine out there, but this is some deep. Dank underworld crepole in the back not deep. back alleys of of scum town. You're knocking out geeks. It's fine. Every most of what you said was sort of true, except for the control issue, the tables thing. But there are moments in the game where you'll just laugh at the and ludicrousness of it. I mean, like he's not wrong. There, a, there's areas where you have like maybe twelve tables set up, and, you, and they've got food on them, and you got just through them. Food's flying everywhere. The, the engine they put together here is awesome. I will say that because it, it just you're just laying mass carnage, and it is just like the films—just crap flying everywhere, ragdoll physics to beat the yeah. band, you know. Which is all you know. I'm a fan. Uh, there's bits where sometimes you'll just there'll be a cart, like a serving cart. You're gonna just hop on it and ride it down the hall, and you'll be shooting suckers. It's just, it's great. It's it, good, it, stupid fun. It is. It, this is a game you pick up and play it for like maybe a week, then you're done, and that's and then you, yeah. and that's, that's all I can say about it. Believe it or not, there was a sequel planned for this, I Even mean, despite the fact they lost all that money. But uh, they didn't get too far into the sequel before they ran out of money and uh, gave up on that. But there was, in fact, a sequel. And this is... A lot of people love this game that are in the John Woo because this is the best of any of the John Woo-style games that there are, according to a lot of people. It is. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Will, I This will, is
1: the only game like this that, that I can recall.
0: I will conclude by saying I looked this up on the eBay... Uh, by the way, someone asked if you can still play this in Windows. Absolutely, you can. Uh, you yeah. can play
1: it with no problem. It played great, actually. Plays, you can turn everything yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, uh, go, and, g- go get it on GOG. That's how I played it. Yeah, uh, 10 bucks. uh I think my download was like 12 gigs. Yeah, And yeah. it's, it's a, good to go. Yeah, it's about,
0: it installs at 15 gigs. Uh, uh, the PlayStation versus this, you can get it complete in box for 15 bucks. Xbox 360, I saw it going for 7 to 12 bucks. And if you want to get the Windows version which I don't know I think I'd probably buy it online before I'd buy the disk. that's 10 bucks and like you said you could get it from good old games for 10 bucks uh, right now. Uh, so let's take this thing to the house but in terms of the death of uh, Midway you have any thoughts on the company that uh, that had how it went down before they finally ultimately bit the bullet uh, they dropped a lot of good games uh, over the cliff there at the at Warner Brothers. Uh, it is sort of a, tra- a tragedy to see a company with the lineage of Midway it go down so
1: horribly. Um, uh, yes, I. At least their wounds were self-inflicted, because um, so many of these companies just get gobbled up and then, yeah, melted into other things and kind of fade into obscurity. Mm. Uh, Midway went out on their own terms uh, by by wasting lots and lots of money.
0: Well, they they went on the. T- They went out of the bank's terms, if you want the truth. You know, Midway was not good at spending, all right? They spent too much money. they were great at spending? (laughs) Well, they they weren't spending thoughtfully. However, if you're sort of like Midway, you make bad decisions occasionally with the old pocketbook, allow me to enlighten you uh, and take you down a path of joyous expenditure. And that's with our buddy Frank at RetroRewind.ca. Uh, if you have uh, in your possession a Commodore 64, a C-128, perhaps you have several Amigas. Maybe you're like David Z. You got a house full of these things. They're like Chris or one of these guys. Or 10 Mark, like 30 Amigas are sitting around. You don't have time to be bothered with the upkeep and maintenance on these bad boys. That's why you go to a fellow like Frank at RetroRewind.ca. They'll take care of you. Do you need something recapped, batteries clipped? You need things to be just checked out to see what's going on. Maybe your joystick stopped working. Maybe your mouse is acting weird. Could be one of those pesky custom chips going south on you, brother. That's where a guy like Frank comes in. Frank has literally decades of experience in troubleshooting at the highest conceivable level of the field. If you send him something, you can be darn sure you know he's going to have a look at it and give you the straight scoop, brother, to tell you what's wrong with that bad boy. On top of everything else. And
1: he's else. not going to put you in a stranglehold, Aaron. If you've got questions, when you send in your stuff, he's going to let you know and and be a friend to you the whole way.
0: Uh-huh. And he's not cold like Sub-Zero. He's warm and helpful. He's been more than happy to uh, to uh, set you up. And if you decide you want to set yourself up, Frank is full of all the custom parts And need to take care of yourself. You need a cap kit. You need a uh, some sort of SD card solu- solutions for, say, your Cocoa. Do you need an accelerator for say your amiga 600 he's got all that and more please don't just take my word for it on the brent check him out at RetroRewind.ca. that's frank at RetroRewind.ca. the man with the plan for all your commodore and coco needs now brent it's on our needs and what we need is a oh. new piece for the wheel that's what we need So we're going to spin this sucker, and if any of the mystery pieces come up, we'll explain them at that point. Here we go. You ready, Brent? I'm going to give this a good hard spin. Here we go. There it was, the Spin Grunt, and the winner is, uh uh-oh, it's ARG Battle, Brent. Tell the people and myself what that means. Well, you're gonna have to spin again and see what we're fighting about. Oh, man. Is that what it means? What if we roll ARG Battle again? We're gonna fight over how <laughs> stupid an idea that was? Alright, here we go. I thought we were out of the woods, but no, we gotta go again. <laughs> One more
1: time. ARG Aaron. Battle Try comes
0: up again. You're an idiot.
1: I'm Try gonna have spin- to fail this time.
0: If it comes up again, I'm leaving town. Okay, Neo Geo. Thank you, sweet lord. We're going to be bad. So, what's the battle, then, Brent? What are we going to battle about with the Neo Geo?
1: Aaron, this is my challenge to you. Okay. You are going to pick something from the back end of the Neo Geo library. Okay. We won't, we won't put year restrictions on it. Okay, board. that's We're fine. we will say the, the the back end of the Neo Geo library right. Okay. And I'm going to pick something from the front end of the Neo Geo library, uh-huh. and we're going to compare those two games to see which one was better. Did Neo Geo lose their way towards the end of their to their ends of their life, even though they're technically sort of still going, or did they peak early? And we're going to see which game comes out on top. Oh man, these these
0: battles are always a they're a battle. You know, I'm not going to, usually when we do a battle, I kind of come in with the velvet glove. I try to meet you halfway, but this time I'm going to come in with the with the uh, Taipei Death Glove on. Me, with syrup and broken glass wrapped around my fist, as I pummel you repeatedly with my selection this week. So prepare for a beating. Uh, before, I didn't think you like to be sticky. Well, I do. I do. Very much so, actually. So, with all that said, I want to, one little item I want to throw out there before we take it to the house here, Brent. And I just want to mention that we are less than uh, uh, four weeks away from the International Computer Club. That's October 1st, 2022, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to go down, the Brent. Luminaries from all over the place are going to get together. They're going to meet online, and they're going to discuss what they're up to, various projects. Uh, They're going to give demonstrations, show videos. It's always a good time at the International Computer Club. And we would love for you, the gentle listener and viewer, to hop in and uh, have, it, have a uh, nice evening with us. If you'd like to demonstrate something or uh, talk about something, it's simple. Just sign up at the sign-up sheet that's in the ICC section of our Discord. Uh, even if you're not on our Discord, if you're, say, a, uh, someone that has a product to sell, or just someone who's not a member of the Discord, hey, we're not closing you out. Uh, if you're interested in being added to the list, send me an email at at mail.com and I will set you up good and proper. And, of course, all this is going to be viewable on Twitch, Brent. It should be a lot of fun. That's October Absolutely. 1st, 2022, at 6 p.m. Um, oh, yes, one last item. Kurt, L. Curtis Boyd just mentioned this. Uh, our own buddy, Frank, that we just spoke about, Retro Rewind, is going to be the guest speaker for Coco Talk next week. Uh, Coco Talk is a Ooh. great computer show. They're on Twitch. They're on YouTube. I believe their show starts Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you want to catch that. And Frank is an excellent guest. A lot of people don't realize it, but Frank has a, uh, a long history of being on TV. Including the old tech TV and stuff back in the day. It shows you how long he's been around. So that should be a good show. Brent, any parting thoughts before we take this to
1: the house? You know what? Give Stranglehold a try, guys. Uh, I think it's worth your 10 bucks. I would love to give a Strangle track try on you when you told me
0: to shut up during your review, but we'll, I'll strangle you later. Until then, everybody, have a good week. We will see you at our usual time, Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks, everybody. Have a good evening, and sayonara.
1: Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Duck and Styles for our vector-style graphics, and Bartbit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? you can do so at patreon.com slash ARG Presents just like these fine folks. Drarlet 17 Laron Garout. Templar Mar Z9K9 Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman Retrology Air Shack Texas Foosballer Sundown O oh, Wrong Super Tech Boy David Terrence Mr. B Roushy Graham W. Betke, Dave Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Pajako6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo L. The Slow Norris. Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at ARG at Mail.com